Hello, oh, internet online, and welcome to A Drink to the Past, the coolest podcast in the whole wide world. Except if there's a cooler podcast, but there's not, because we're the coolest. Coolest podcast in the world, with exceptions, of course. Yeah, of course. Ha-ha, I'm Sean Michael Patrick Thompson, your host as always, and today we have a live stream, sort of, not really a live, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a stream of gameplay on our podcast because we're cool if you're watching on youtube uh so hey there's crow wait hey crow wait i can't hear you crow can't hear me oh no hold on wait. can you hear me you now? can't even hear us even okay, though we're recording here. we're a professional outfit here yeah yes, hi i'm chris professional audette <laughs> <laughs> are you really that professional uh i'm I mean, at least semi-professional Nice. I work a professional <laughs> job, supposedly. Oh, do you now? Yeah. All right. I'm going to turn you both up a little bit here on a very professional-looking video that's just going to have some inexplicable uh, <laughs> Discord <laughs> settings on top of it, but that's okay. All right. So, yeah, as I was saying uh, right before Crow joined us here, um, I've got... Uh, some brand new technology that's going to help us on the podcast. So I'm going to be playing some Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that's one of our pieces of news and booze we'll go over. Uh, so first of all, let's get into Sean drinks something stupid. Um, and then I can actually start playing here. Um, and I'll have you two decide which of these Mario games I should play first. But uh, first on Sean drinks something stupid, I have a piece of spam that I am going to make into a shot glass, uh, which was... Stolen from uh, B.C. Williams on Twitter, which is B-E-E-S-E-E -E -E Williams. So uh, check out that person. Um, just, just randomly came across my stream that he had a piece of spam that was cut in half and, and filled it with uh, Captain Morgan. So I'm going to do that, except with Kraken, because I'm a Kraken man. So uh, you guys fans of spam? I'm not sure how I mean, he made it into a shot glass, so I'm just gonna shove my finger in it. In moderation. Yeah. Well, I like spam enough to have named a superhero I, after it, I which have, is why my username on Twitter is Spamoman to this day. I have seen that picture floating around, and I always thought, God, that looks just awful. Well, aren't you glad we're not doing recordings together at my house anymore because <laughs> you would have got yeah. to try one <laughs> but that's okay okay i i think i have successfully carved a shot glass here out of my spam too bad you don't have editing in post probably would have blurred that <laughs> right i mean i could but i'm not fancy i don't care enough you, you guys can see our full glorious meat what's with a get up um, well, I always wear a different hat, and this just happened to be one of the hats that I chose today. It's my ski helmet. Huh. So, yeah. Um, I'm also not sure if I should drink this, or if I should just, like, eat it full of Kraken. What do you think? Uh, if you drink it first, then you're not gonna spill ah, precious Kraken all over everything. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> just as I was saying. <laughs> I, I screwed up. I have to drink. Mmm. 
Kraken and spam work surprisingly well. I was expecting that actually, because spam is a nice, salty, savory thing, and then you add that with the sweet and spicy of the Kraken. So you got sweet and salty, you got sweet and spicy, you got spicy and savory, and sweet and savory. Just everything works together. You, you know what? I, I have to confess to something here. Hmm. I like roast beef hash. I like my corned beef hash. Uh, I'm not a fan of spam. Huh. Well, uh, I'll eat your spam for you. Drink to the past has turned into a mukbang show. <laughs> Drink to the Past is the only podcast on YouTube where you can watch a guy in a ski helmet eat a piece of Spam. Uh, that is probably true. <laughs> That's probably 100% true. <laughs> Alright, so, um... Gotta get what's... you to fame somewhere. Alright. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Anyways, let's get into this. So, uh, which Mario game should I play, guys? We've got, uh... Super Mario um, All Stars here on Super Nintendo, which was just say Super Mario Three. Super Mario Three. All right. Unless Crow has a vote, that's what we're going with. Go for it. I enjoyed that game. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um, this is pretty cool. Um, also, I got a capture card, so now I can put my Switch on here. So that's pretty cool. Which one did you get? Um, I got a reasonably priced one, which is why the top of my screen says Easy Cap HD Capture, instead of, you know, looking professional. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it works. I figured, you know, why break the bank just getting started? Um, so anyways, let's get into our news and booze today as I go to my first level. Uh, so first piece of news and booze, Joseph Staten is joining the Halo Infinite team as project lead. He previously worked as a writer and director of cinematics. I was reading nice this topic and I died, so I have to drink. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. So let me uh, introduce the beer. That works. <laughs> so anyways, uh, he worked on uh, previous Halo games and now he's back for uh round on... Um, Halo Infinite, so uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I think it's good for the project. Um, before we continue on this, I don't suppose you're able to reduce the volume of the capture at all, are you? Um, you uh, should be able to mute it through Discord you can, on your You end. can mute it on your end, Crow. And that yeah, won't no, affect I'm, I'm my saying screen. for the sake of the, the video. Yeah, I, I think I have the levels. I did a sound check before, so our levels should be uh, pretty good on that on the video part. Have you been playing a lot of Halo recently, Sean? Um, a bit, because uh, I got Master Chief Collection a few weeks ago. Um, I haven't played since Halo 3 came out, and I beat that, basically. And I've went online a few times since then, but not very much. Uh, just playing uh, random matches in um, uh, Halo Reach online. Um, and that's been pretty fun. So. Alright. Been so. playing any other games? Um, yeah, actually, let's get into what you're playing as long as we're at it. Um, so, uh, one of the games I've been playing is not this one, but I just started, so... Um, it's a little difficult to... Because I, I keep, like, am I going to die on the Goomba? Or, or... <laughs> it, it, it is a little difficult to talk and play video games at yeah. the same time. It's For a, anyone who's never, yeah, it's who's never tried to, like... It takes some time to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Um, but yeah, also I, uh, as I said last week, or no, I didn't, because we didn't have a podcast last week, but, uh, my, I've been, ah, fuck, I fell in a hole, I have to drink. Um, read the needle. <laughs> 
Yeah, so um, I uh, I got Spiritfarer on Xbox Game Pass, uh, which I had originally seen in um, the uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, they had an indie showcase direct thing, and I thought it was hilarious that Nintendo was advertising a product which I gave Microsoft money for. But, you know, that's how that works. Um, my first beer of the week is, uh, Oktoberfest beer, uh, from Sierra Nevada, so, uh, fuck pumpkin spice, it's Martin Lager season, bitches. I think it should know, like... I would like to see like a compilation of all the different beers and other alcohols you've had on the show and have there been any duplicates um there have been an occasional duplicate uh but i try to have a unique beer every week if i can um so at the very least i try to have a new beer or a new cocktail or something uh unique every episode even if it's just like a one-off cocktail that i make or something <laughs> and i make it out of the wrong ingredients or something so, I mean, you're, uh, you're getting close to a hundred episodes. Uh, yeah. Um, also, an interesting thing that I started this year is I actually did a, um, uh, I have a little drive document of, uh, all of the different beers that I've tried this year. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm a little over a hundred unique different beers that I've drank this year. Wow. Yeah. That's I, I, actually very impressive. Yeah, especially considering I haven't been going out to breweries for several months. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, back to Spiritfarer. It's a kind of an interesting little indie game um, where you take on the role of death, pretty much, where you're, like, the captain of this ship um, and, like, taking people to their otherworldly journeys. Uh, but it's a lot more cute than that makes it sound. Um, and a lot of the people, like, you knew them in, you know, their life or something, and now their wandering spirit is, like, lost, and you have to help these people that you actually knew in life, uh, get to the beyond. So, it's a, it's kind of a cool little game. Um, so far it's kind of grindy. Uh, there's a whole lot of crafting things and stuff like that, and it's, none of the mechanics are bad, but I feel like there's a whole lot of that and not as much, um, like, actual, like, stories so far. Um, so I'd like it to get a little bit on with the story if it could, but, um, overall it's still a fun, really unique kind of a experience. So, I think there's a secret on one of these, isn't there? Uh, uh -huh. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There. that's where they get you. Okay. Yep. Bonk. I wasn't there for it. Did you guys do anything special for the one-year anniversary of the podcast? Um, I think we mentioned it within two or three weeks of our first year. <laughs> <laughs> wow, these levels are shorter than I remember them. I probably sucked at Mario as a kid. Also, these are just the first couple levels, so... Yeah, but I feel like they're also, like, shorter than, like, the original Super Mario Brothers, which I've played a lot more than Mario 3, or, um, Super Mario World, which is my favorite one. Ah, I mean, I they're think, definitely shorter than Mario. I, I think they're... Tr uh, yeah, I think that's true. Mm -hmm. But it certainly helps when you're tearing ass through the levels. Yeah, you know. Um... And that's pretty much all I've been- Hey! How do Whoa, I even that's... do that? 
I know you do that. into it sideways. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, uh, Chris, what you been playing? Uh, I've been playing mostly Stellaris, of all things. Nice. I've been playing a lot of that multiplayer, having a lot of fun with that. Mm. Uh, so Stellaris, for the people who've never played that, is basically, uh, it's kind of... It's kind of the real-time with pause 4X style game. If you've ever played Europa, Universalis 4, or Crusader Kings 2, or something like that, it's like that, but space opera. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is also one of the very few games where you can be very creative in the kind of war crimes you commit. Nice. Uh, there's the whole planet cracker that. Neutron sweep, the, uh, mm. the capturing another civilization species and then turning them into food and feeding them back to the original empire that you captured them from. <laughs> Sounds pretty neat. But, uh, I've, uh, oh, I jumped in a hole. But uh, I've heard nothing but good things about that game, so it, it sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing the uh, multiplayer of that. Mm hmm. Yeah, Crow, what you been playing this week? Um, it's been a combination of, um, Minecraft when I'm feeling really lazy, figured I'd revisit that, because, I mean, the last time I played that was in their, like, 1.8 update, and they're up to 1.16 or some shit, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm very behind. Uh, but then, chiefly, I've been playing Fall Guys. Alright, I've been hearing lots of good things about that, too. It's a little it is... party game. Yeah, it's, a. Uh... Essentially, if Japan got a hold of Wipeout and then made a video game out of it, that's Fall Guys. And I am... I learned, because uh, I think I'm, I have like 18 or 19 wins or something like that. I'm in the top like 2% of the world in wins. So... Oh no. Uh, did not time that jump. Wow, top 2% well. of the world yeah. in wins. But, uh... Yeah. So I gotta ask, how, how long does it stay fun for? Because it looks like it looks like it would be a lot of fun for at least a little bit, but I'm not sure. J just looking at it, I'm not sure how long it would stay fun for. I mean, it certainly stays more fun when you know you keep winning games. <laughs> that that is yeah. a big deciding factor. Uh, it can be very frustrating at times, especially with team games, um, or you know, there, there's still a fair number of hackers, even though they're doing what they can to deal with it. Um, it it can still like they'll slip through the cracks and then you just, you've essentially lost your game. I've been lucky in that I haven't come across any hackers yet, but obviously now that I say that, I'm probably going to get one on my next match. Um, I feel like lots of online PC games have hackers to some extent. Like, yeah, uh, like I mean, Dota it's a given. Yeah, in pretty Dota much any game. Left 4 Dead. Not Left 4 Dead, uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Funny enough, I haven't actually run into any uh, hackers in Dead by Daylight. Or at least none that I've noticed. Oh, uh, there, there's lots of videos out there of uh, people just, like, basically turning their speed up to 500 and just mm -hmm. glitching through walls. Mm -hmm. uh, so apparently it's common enough that well, on free weekends it's particularly common. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so far, it, it hasn't really gotten old for me. Um, it is 
varied enough and, you know, enjoyable enough just as a game that I haven't lost interest. Plus, they have their Season 2 coming in a few weeks that's going to add a whole bunch of new game modes. So, there's that okay. as well. Highly recommend. Alright. Um, so, shall we get into the news and booze for real this time? <laughs> for real <season laughs> Since we... Yeah. Oh, shit, I jumped over the mushroom. But, um, yeah, so, uh, next piece of news and booze is Video Games Chronicle is uh, reporting that I jumped on a piranha plant. <laughs> uh, they're reporting that uh, Nintendo is uh, going Slow to the office. Uh, bring us a higher power Nintendo Switch, which is entering production right now as though for a launch in early 2021. And Bloomberg is backing up this report and also added that Nintendo has looked into 4K high-definition graphics. So what do you think about that? Are we getting a 4K Switch in January or something? Well, I'm curious as to what the benefit of 4K would be for games that aren't set to go up to that resolution. But, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what it looks like. Right? I mean, if, if this is in fact a thing, um, they can do what uh, the PS4, or PS4 and Xbox One X did at launch, which is just release patches for the games to give them 4K updates. Yeah, I'm sure if that's in the plans, then they'd, you know, put in an extra firmware update, something that would allow you to do that if you had that Switch. I feel yeah, like, and then obviously, you know, as they're going forward, make more, you know, games that are going in that direction, but I'm just, I feel like it, it sounds like a thing that a particular demographic would find, like, really, really awesome, and most Switch owners are not gonna care about all that much. Uh, right. Because I feel like most Switch owners are primarily handheld users. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm a handheld user... Uh, almost 100% of the time. Yeah. I think... I'm definitely... I would say like 60-40 on handheld. Um, oh, that's... Uh... I don't necessarily know if this is going to end up being true. Say that it is, mm -hmm. um... I think it would be a benefit to everybody for the simple fact of... I mean, it's the same reason that I will sell anybody a Series X or a PS4 Pro over a, uh, a regular system or a Slim, regardless of if they have a 4K TV or not. Uh, because, I mean, with the enhanced power comes enhanced uh, processing strength. With enhanced so, power comes enhanced responsibility. Indeed. Um, <laughs> so even if they don't have a 4K TV, you know, games will run a lot smoother and load faster, so yeah. they still benefit from that. Yeah, but, but um, it's also funny the way the report words it, because it says they looked into it. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually say that they're doing it. I, I would believe right. that they looked into it just to see if it was efficacious, but I also feel like part of Switch's selling point is the price point. You know, it's right. not a super expensive high-end system, and I don't think most people are going to look to pay uh, like 400 500 bucks for a new Switch upgrade. I feel like right. there's certainly a demographic that would, but I don't feel like it is the general Switch user. So I don't I think, think it would 
benefit them in the long run to make such a thing. I think they would sell them, but, like, not as much as they would just, like, the regular Switch and Switch Lite. So, let me be clear with this. I don't think that there is going to be a new Switch, or at least not right now. Um, I have always been, and always will be, a strong proponent of the claimed leaks or insider tips or, you know, all these things are complete bullshit. Um, I mean, just look at all of the dozens and dozens... Nice. Give me a squishy drink for that. <laughs> um, all of the dozens and dozens of uh, supposed leaks about PS5 and Xbox Series X, you know, release information completely unsubstantiated and yielded mm. nothing. Um, yeah. To be fair, said, Bloomberg did report on the Switch Lite before its launch, so that gives yeah, them a little but, credibility. They are a very large publication, and I don't think that they would, like, just spew... They're not, like, the kind of publication, I feel like, that would just say stuff to say stuff, you know? Um, yes, but he, so here's the thing. With the Switch Lite, when all those stories started circulating... Uh, back in, I think it was like April or something. Um, that was going around because a uh, accessories manufacturer in China started producing stuff for the Switch Lite. Uh -huh. So that produced concrete, hard evidence that yes, there is a new console in the works. Right now, we just have hearsay. There's yeah. no business is documents, it, there's no accessories, there's no... Is it hearsay, uh, or is it eyewitness testimony? I mean... So, that was a stupid joke. Uh, <laughs> continue. I don't wis I don't witness any testimony. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, if in the event they do have a high-end one, I think one of two things is going to happen. Um, they're either going to release just a full-on everything better version of the Switch. You know, 4K graphics, better loading, have both modes available, yada yada, and price it at 400. Um, but they wouldn't, I don't think they would put it any higher. Mm. Or they would do the inverse. Hey, we got a visitor. Um, a they would do the mix. inverse I assume of the Switch Lite. He's usually the guy that comes in in the middle of the podcast. Nick? I think. I don't have everyone's names memorized. Anyway. I'll just be here uh, and watch me play Mario. Yeah. Um, they could do the inverse of the Switch Lite, where they make this new one uh, a home console only and cut yeah. out the switch capabilities to reduce on cost because that's yeah. part of the point of the switch is to be a cost-effective system yeah i think that's a possibility certainly there's been rumors of that kind of thing for like since switch came out pretty much so um, i mean it would make I, business sense yeah i think there's a demographic for that as well so maybe it's coming maybe it's not i don't know all right next piece of news and booze uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum got its first trailer, and it revealed that it's going to be the first game coming out for next-gen systems as well as Nintendo Switch. So, um, yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, any hype for this game, or...? <laughs> what a weird... A, what a weird launch title, what the hell? <laughs> I'm genuinely baffled. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, it looks kind of neat from the trailers. Um, not really sure what to make of it. it. One of the things that I noticed it, it I don't think it really looks all that next gen. 
Like, I feel like you could run it pretty easily on PS4, so I'm not that surprised that it's coming to Switch as well. It doesn't look, like, crazy technically complicated. But, you know, I'm just a guy who drinks beer on a podcast. Speaking of which, what kind of beer are you guys drinking? I am drinking uh, Odell I- IPA. All right. It's not a bad one. Uh, very, you like that one standard. Well? Yeah, I like that one pretty well. It's yeah. a good go-to. I'm drinking the Not Your Father's Cream Soda this time. It's All right. Beer. Not the root beer, it's the cream soda. You like that one better than the cream soda? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It's a smoother taste and a little sweeter. Nice. Um, so what do you rate those on a scale of 3 to 17? Uh, I'd go with them. 13. Pretty good. Not amazing, but... Yeah. Sounds good. good. Uh, what do you think yours, Chris? 14? Not, not as... Not as good as I normally like it. Maybe I'm just, uh... Maybe I was just not in the mood for a better hoppy thing this time around. Yeah, that's possible. The old man. Alright, so, uh, next piece of news and news, um, I'm gonna go through this part a little quickly, cause, uh, I don't think there was anything, obviously, since we've had a podcast, there was two directs that happened, so the first one was the Nintendo Mini Partner Showcase last week, um, and they had a whole bunch of things, and most of it was just kinda eh, uh, so there's a known trailer for Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, we knew that was coming out. Uh, Fuser DJ Mixing Game by Harmonix. Uh, Interesting. Taiko no Tatsujin Collection coming with two games if you're into Taiko drumming. <laughs> Shitload of rhythm, rhythm games in this for some reason. <laughs> uh, World of Tanks Blitz, which uh, was shadow dropped, is free to play, is now out on mobile and Switch, I believe. Possibly other places too. Uh, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions looked like, like the most generic a licensed game of Rocky characters you could possibly imagine. Final Fantasy Legend Collection of Saga, which includes the first three Final Fantasy Legend games from Game Boy, uh, is releasing. So I thought that actually looked kind of interesting, because I've never played any of the Final Fantasy Legend games. Definitely interested in picking that up. Yeah. Uh, Just Dance 2021 coming out eventually. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Minecraft Dungeons is getting some DLC we knew was coming, but they dropped a trailer for it. Jump Force is coming to... uh, Well, it's out now, actually, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming out now. So they they put out a couple of last-minute trailers for all of those. Um, And, yeah, what do you think about that? Crystal... Okay, the two games with Final Fantasy in the name, I am probably going to pick both of those up. Yeah, um... Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Holy hell. Yeah, I'm... I, I'm very, very torn on Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, personally, because I really want to be hyped for it, because, I mean, Chris, you were one of the guys that played the original with me a shitload way back when, and yeah. um, that game was amazing, but now they've remade it with no local co-op and bad online, and I'm, like, watching video reviews and reading reviews on this, and just nobody likes the way the online works it's total nonsense because as soon as you beat a level you can either replay it or split your party completely and then you have to reconnect with everybody in the next level oh that's terrible i if they would have to patch that before i would think about picking that up yeah i'm just like 
that sounds and, and and I was so hyped to like just play this game with my kids, right? Because it's a, uh, I feel like a good introductory level RPG that you can just play with, you know, your kids or whoever. Um, you know, I, I feel like it would be a good way to introduce kids to an RPG because it works with two buttons, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm not gonna buy, you know, however many copies of it. <laughs> You know, even though it's it's only like 30 bucks, I think, but still, in order to experience the whole game, you know, I'd have to buy four copies of it or something, and I'm just not going to do that. And then I'd have to find another Switch or have one person playing on my phone or something. That's just a crazy-ass debacle. I'm like, don't want to. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, and then, of course, there was the Super Mario Brothers. 35th anniversary direct which I will actually have to remove my ski goggles to read my notes on because I didn't put them all on there So uh, a new game and watch is coming out for something like the first time in 15 or 20 years When was the last time they made a game and watch right? Whoa, what? Um, yeah, so it's a uh, Super Mario Brothers game and watch it comes with the original game plus the lost levels uh, and the uh, game and watch ball game with uh, the original guy except for it's got a mario theme now so it's mario juggling the balls or whatever so uh that's kind of interesting little thing there i was like that's that's kind of cool uh three world uh super mario 3d world is getting a port plus bowser's fury which is a new mode being added to the game they were very foggy on what exactly it is uh people are saying in the trailer that it kind of looks like a big open world area um and then they introduced uh, Super Mario 35 for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers is a remake of the original Super Mario Brothers, but with 35 simultaneous players. And whenever you jump on an enemy and defeat it, it goes to another one of those players until and, and you just keep going until somebody is defeated. Which what if Super Mario Brothers? Hilarious. But a battle royale. Yeah, it's right. Just, it's just Tetris ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see what was next. Um. So that one is going to be a Nintendo Switch Online exclusive until March thirty first, and then it's going away. I think is what the direct seemed to imply, which seems very odd, but could happen. You know. It's a little weird, but whatever. Uh, next thing they uh, revealed is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which is a game that mixes augmented reality gameplay with a remote control car. So you literally have a remote control Mario Kart car that you put in your house and you make tracks in your house and then you control it with your Switch and it uses augmented reality on the Switch to put up checkpoints and other racers and if you run over a banana peel then like your remote control car will slow down for a minute and stuff like that. And it's like, holy crap, this looks so fucking cool. I fucking want it. Well, you guys I'll have it. to see it in action. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I, I think... I'm not sure it's for everybody. It's certainly not, like, the next Mario Kart, but I think mm. it's a really cool thing. I'm gonna just have a ton of fun setting up, like, weird traps and stuff with my kids and making, you know, just little courses around our house. I think it's gonna be super fun. Because I used to do that kind of stuff with my, you know... Uh, back in the day when I was a kid, I had, like, Rumble Robots, 
And back in my day. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, before I drank my beer. Actually, I forgot to rate my beer, so I think I have to drink. <laughs> like I say, actually, I drank beer back then, too. Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you could talk about. Yeah, no, I try to downplay that a little. But I did eat spam. I don't know, what a surprise. <laughs> All right, where were we'll we? We'll save. Go ahead. Super Mario All-Stars came to Nintendo Switch Online, which is what you are viewing right now, except for my stream is paused because I went over here for a moment to uh, look at the thing. So, there's my stream back. You're welcome. Uh, it's paused on there, too. Um, and the final thing that they put in... Uh, well, first there was a kind of a middle thing where they advertised a bunch of stuff, like the Lego Mario sets that are coming out, and uh, a couple of other things like that. And they're doing some other things in other Nintendo games, like they're going to have a Super Smash Brothers online tournament featuring Mario characters and stages. And what I'm most excited about about these particular, like, kind of mid-range, here's just some other Mario hype things, is that in January we are getting another fucking Splatfest with a Mario theme. <laughs> so I am super hyped about that, because we don't have enough Splatfests anymore, and I love Splatoon 2. So that's going to be awesome. Um, you guys big into Splatfest? Uh, I have never played Splatoon. Uh, nor have I. You fools. You fools! I, I am... I have to drink. I'm very intrigued by the, uh, the Mario Kart thing, though. Mm -hmm. Nothing else, just because the graphics on that thing looked gorgeous. So, yeah. leads me to wonder if maybe we aren't that far from getting a new Mario Kart. It's, yeah, it's possible. Um, it's I've been wondering, like, since Mario Kart 8... Deluxe is doing so well on the Switch, like, if they're going to bother making a Mario Kart 9 on the Switch, or if they're going to push it off to whatever their next console is. De definitely when it slows down. I want a fucking <laughs> Double Dash 2! <laughs> I want Kirby Air Ride 2. <laughs> Why don't we have that yet? Alright, Why don't we have Smash Kart? <laughs> that would work. Garfield Kart 2. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Bubsy right, the and cat. Final uh, announcement on this thing is uh, Mario 3D All Stars, which is like Mario All Stars, but with 3D games. So it's coming out for Switch uh, in like two weeks. It's in the middle of September, so it's we're really close to that. Comes with Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy 1, but inexplicably not Mario Galaxy 2 or Super Mario 3D Land. So. So I think has, it's funny uh, how everybody on Twitter is complaining that Galaxy 2 is cut and nobody gives a shit about uh, 3D Land. Who was the person who never played Super Mario Sunshine? Was that you, Sean? I have never played Super Mario Sunshine, so I'm in I would I'm strongly... Yeah, I'd strongly recommend picking it up for Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If nothing else. Hopefully they fix the camera controls for uh, 64. God, that game was terrible. Mm -hmm. Sunshine um, is particularly a great game to play during the winter when you, you wish that you could one. be at the beach yeah all right so uh general thoughts on both of these directs um i i think there was a clear winner if we're going to rate them <laughs> yeah like the one with no all contest. of the mario announcements you could ever want <laughs> yeah and the uh what is it the final fantasy saga yeah the final Which fantasy cool. collection of saga i think is one of the coolest announcements there um, and then uh, Jump Force got its uh, release date announced, 
which was the only other thing I really took away from that. Because uh, I want Jump Force, and it's it's kind of cool too. Because Jump Force is coming out uh, for only 50 bucks on Switch. It was originally 60, and it comes with Wave One of the DLC. So it's actually a better deal on Switch than it was on. Uh, actually, I think it's a better deal on Switch than it is on PS4 or Xbox One right now. So. Because I think they're both 60, except sometimes they do have sales go down to like 40 or stuff. But uh, I haven't seen it drop below 40. And uh, the DLC pack by itself, I think, is 20 bucks. So I think you're getting the best deal out of it if you get it on Switch anyway. So I think that's kind of cool. And uh, I'm... I really want this game. I almost bought it on PS4 so many times. But now I'm like, okay, now it's on Switch. I feel like I have to do that. Alright, shall we get into our uh, video game topic or our table topic first? Uh, yes. That's what you think, isn't it? Uh, table topic. All right. Oh, hello, Nick. Hey, Nick is here. Th Hooray! This is, this is what he's joined for. <laughs> yeah, alright, so the table topic this week is... Is there a particular genre better suited to tabletops, and are some genres not well suited to tabletops? Uh, I think that's an interesting question, in that, uh, in terms of, like, classical, like, story genres, you can do most of them with tabletops, more or less equivalently. Some, some are a bit better suited than others, but... Right. Uh... But if you were to switch to, like, different kinds of, like, video game genres, like 4X games or, like, puzzle games, suddenly the divide becomes much sharper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a bastard and I missed the, the question. What was it? You're drunk, go home. The question is, what drink. is the question? Uh... The question was, is there a particular genre better suited to tabletops? Are some genres not suited to tabletops? Oh. Oh. Yeah, because I feel like in general, you know, you get your average group together and play. they play a tabletop, and it's 99% of the time going to be some kind of, like, high fantasy, you know, generic kind of thing. And maybe it's not a generic high fantasy, but, you know, it, high fantasy, I feel like, is the very, very dominant leader of tabletop RPG genres. Yeah. It's the de facto starting point. Yeah. Um, I would I would think of it... So there's, a, there's, like, story genre, and then there's, like, game genre. And game genre is the one that I think has the bigger divide... Because I'm like, oh, there's things like Dungeon Crawl, uh, which is a very different thing than, like, overworld exploration or, like, uh, explore the plot or Railroad, which at that point you're not really having a game at all, but... Right. I think for, like, storytelling purposes, you can use pretty much anything. Sci-fi, modern times, old timeiness. Like, there's not really much limitation there, as long as they have a rule set to back that up. I'd say it's maybe slightly less suited for like mundane games, like 
non-fiction games that are about regular people, but I, there are systems out there that let, that are explicitly written to let you play that, so even that has an audience, I guess. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. <laughs> See, that's... Uh, I play that tabletop. Can you not grab shells anymore? Uh, yeah, you I can. I just, like, keep holding the button at the wrong time, or... or... Uh, running into it too fast or something, I'm not sure. There we go. I got my shell. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so, uh, why do you think there's not as many, like, steampunk RPG systems or sci-fi RPG systems? Because certainly they come along every now and then. Um, I'm not sure I've ever seen, like, a dedicated steampunk system. I've seen several modular I systems that could work for steampunk or stuff like that, but... Um, uh, so or cyberpunk I, or different I things feel like, like that. Why is I'm, it all high fantasy? <laughs> I feel like I have steampunkish systems that at least one of which is sitting on my shelf that come closer to approximating that than uh, a lot of the others. I was like, everyone's like, you, you can squint at it and you're like, okay, that looks kind of steampunk-esque. That's kind of uh, true. Uh, I have the Karabos Club, or the Cerberus Club, and that's definitely, like, Victorian era, but with supers and particularly late. So that's... If that's not steampunk, then it's very close. I have Magical Industrial Revolution, which is like a hack -a, which is like a D&D &D hack, where it's all about inventing new spells and stuff, and that, that's all, like, more magical than, I guess, like, uh, steampunk is, but it's very close to that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. We... But still, none of those systems are popular except for, like, Eberron. And Eberron is certainly not up to, like, you know, Castle Greyhawk or, or you know, any of the big high fantasy systems like modules and stuff so uh if we're if we're talking about popularity then we'll be then it's basically D D is it yeah. D &D and Power is it mm -hmm. uh so we probably shouldn't limit ourselves to that but Mario. those things aren't those are pretty well regarded for what they came out of but they're basically more niche products that already use a pre-existing system, mm -hmm. so or are, like are meant to be added to something or like GM facing. So right. necessarily, and they don't have the same marketing campaign behind them. They they don't have, except for like Eberron because that has Hasbro behind it. So you know everyone knows about it. Right. Uh, so I don't have the data on this, but I have heard that for as popular as D&D is in America, Call of Cthulhu is the big deal in Japan for tabletop games. So maybe this whole fantasy thing is mostly an American thing. That would make sense. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. I think it just really depends on the cultural stuff. High fantasy harkens back to, you know, medieval knights and heroes and big grand adventures slaying 
grandiose monsters. God, that was a terrifying toad. Look how big he was compared to you. Uh, he's eating his beans. What I would say is that uh, there's a big difference between the kind of what we're calling high fantasy, which is really like D&D's weird dungeon fantasy that's kind of it's like really American. It's oh, you can start an adventuring company and mm -hmm. build your own, build your own shit, be enterprising, as opposed to like, uh, as opposed to like Tolkien, where that's much more European, I guess. Mm -hmm. You serve your purpose. Go on an yeah. adventure. <laughs> I was gonna say your liege lord, but the hobbits don't really have a lord. Unless Gandalf could be considered as such. <laughs> it's, uh... I don't think there's many stories that operate on... That are written that operate on D&D principles. Because if they did, it would be... Oh, everyone is a wizard, and the wizard... Uh... The wizard does some absurd bullshit that the author has to spend two pages explaining <laughs> that resolves in about ha half a second. So, and... one piece. <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah, D&D is closer to, like, an anime in terms of... in terms of resolutions and what happens in combat than it is to... Story structure. Like, a western... Western... To, to like a western story so it's in particularly in later editions anime and fights western in like uh the rest of the gameplay and then like fantasy medieval and trappings mm. so do you think there's a genre that just doesn't work or do you think any of these genres we've talked about don't work and that's why they're not as popular uh in terms of, like I said, in terms of story genres, pretty much every genre you can think of under the sun, there's been a system written to run a game for that that works reasonably well. Like, living your life as a medieval peasant game? Uh, <laughs> someone went to the trouble of writing Hardmaster, and I have that sitting on my shelf now. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would. I, I could bring my Harn Master once this whole pandemic thing is over. I could bring out my my Harn Master three ring binder and let you give that give you you guys give that a look over. As in physical. What? Yeah. Uh, I just wasted my fire flower falling in a hole. I'm not very good at platformers, if you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, like Chris says, like you can pretty much tell any story at the tabletop if you want to. Like, yeah, imagine yeah, I a think tabletop so. RPG built around the girls in a school who had a baking competition. Is that, that could? I mean, that sounds very game. similar to Maid. Oh, it's very similar to something that already exists. Case in point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or it's very similar to Chubo's magical wish granting engine. Uh, let's see. Or like, what are the limit mechanical limitations around what kind of story you want to tell? Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, gameplay styles. I think there's more limitations there. 
Yeah, for... So, when I say game... It's bad at emu emulating certain gameplay genres, which I don't... I'm not sure that's the spirit of the question. It's like, of course Tabletop's gonna be bad at emulating real-time strategy. Because, uh... <laughs> you're all moving around like little shits at the same time someone else is moving around little shits like no well, you're, you're going too fast right? timer if you really wanted to get the real time into that and then it's not <laughs> and then it's not real time strategy cuz right, you're not yeah. going at the same time sure you are you're moving at real <laughs> slow time <laughs> everybody uh, has to like just inch their pieces across the board slowly. yeah well, it's counterbalanced by the fact that your character has three days to travel to a thing and you do that instantly, and your character would be planning what you're going to do for those three days, but you, the player, since you do it instantly, have to come up with your half-assed plan at a few minutes yeah. to travel three days. <laughs> Instant transmission. <laughs> Why didn't I the think only that? It's the one weakness of the soulless ones. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that I was just thinking, what would, what would translate poorly? I'm like, I'm like, a sports RPG where you play each play like <laughs> team sports players, and then I'm like, no, that actually, if you did that right, I bet that would be fun as hell. Yeah, I Remember feel like you could have tracks, uh, guys. Oh yeah, the uh, the you battle like on the basketball arena. court against the against Shaq's golems. <laughs> I, for, I I I that's a that's a case I have like, Okay, uh, so I would say. My conclusion from this is that there are very few, if any, genres that don't work well in tabletop. <laughs> or don't have a way of working well in tabletop. Porn? Table... Uh... Oh, you can do oh, porn yeah, in tabletop. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, it's just a major thing. Herb. So yeah, um, is there any other points we want to put on that, or shall we move on to the video game topic? I feel like this ball has so few points that it is a sphere. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I think my metaphor is bad. Goodbye. <laughs> I like it. Alright, um, Crow, do you have anything to say on this? You've been quiet a little. No, I really have no input. I mean, Chris hit pretty much every talking point. Literally the only thing that came to mind was mystery investigation games to be good for tabletop. Uh, and they, they have that in... Yeah. There's a few different systems. There's, like, Call of Cthulhu. There's, uh, the Gumshoe system, which has Trail of Cthulhu, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, which handles investigation in a different way. Uh, and there, there's lots of there's lots of bad examples of like genre of like how genres are has investigation. Uh, yeah, investigate the dungeon room. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different thing. Investigate where you lost Bill's soul at this week. God, did we lose Bill's soul? I feel like you had a few times. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> We I we just got we just got Malbert's soul back. Are you telling me we lost Bill's soul? I'm sure he has a spare one around somewhere. I don't put yourself to change it. He's probably got a spare in a lockbox or something. Yeah. I mean You're he did accidentally give himself to the bees. Not the bees! Yeah, but well it's a good thing that there were two high level magic users in that group, not just the one. Yeah. Uh 
inside baseball. Mm -hmm. Alright, so if that's all, I guess we can move on to our video game topic. Which this week our video game topic is overrated and underrated genres in video games. Something uh, similar, but not really the same. I will start with an overrated genre. Oh yeah? And I think visual novels are fairly... I don't yeah. get... And, and when I say overrated, I mean this genre is not for me. I don't get the appeal of it so much. Garbage. I, I don't get why visual novels took off the way they did. Except for, like, the porn ones, which I, I get right. that one, kind of. Yeah. Don't you? You, you understand anything if it's related to porn, right? I mean, it just makes things that much more understandable. Right? I, I agree. I think visual novels are oversaturated and overrated medium. Like, it's, it's an easy cop-out and cash-grab genre. Hmm. You know, what's really funny is um, when we were talking about, uh, when, I, when I came up with this topic, I actually had a visual novel in my head as an underrated genre, <laughs> but it's not because visual novel, I think, is underrated, because I don't play very many visual novels myself, but uh, this game really kind of sold me on the idea that it could be good, because I've never really, like, I've, I've tried a handful, like, very little snippets, but this was the first one Valhalla? really... Yes, Valhalla. So, uh, Cyberpunk, I think, is a kind of an underrated thing. <clears throat> um, and it, it, it does a really good job of just presenting characters in this weird, like, not post-apocalyptic, but, like, in a weird dystopian, like, technology rules everything kind of world. Um, and I think it's just a really incredible game and uh proves that we need more cyberpunk you were so hyped for that game it's all over the uh, stuff tonight Steve. I, I am looking forward to cyberpunk 2077 when that comes out mm -hmm. that does look pretty interesting too so i'm gonna probably check it out because as i said like i'm like all over that cyberpunk lately and by lately i mean just that one time since i played you know, that game. I guess got hit by the same cannonball twice. That's impressive. Stop running away, you dickhead ship. <laughs> the ship is a dickhead. <laughs> Kinda is. Cannonballs. Uh, let's see. Um, so, you had... But you're underrated. Well, so, we... I think the rest of us called it overrated, but do you think visual novels as a genre are underrated? Um, I don't know, I kind of see what you're saying, but, uh, I also, like, I haven't played enough of them that I feel like I can fairly judge that. I, I've played, you know, that's literally the only one I've ever played all the way through, and I can probably count on one hand the number of ones that I've played at all. Eh, I was in front of that stupid ticket for a plane. And this isn't to say that I'm like, Oh, I hate reading or whatever because right. I love Disco Elysium. Mm -hmm. uh, and that game, that game is like ninety percent reading. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's reading but, in a lot of games, but it, they don't necessarily have to be a visual novel to make that happen. Yeah, because I mean, there was lots of reading in every Zelda game before. I mean, literally, still every Zelda game because Breath of the Wild is like oh, mostly non-voiced. 
was really hoping she'll come back. Yeah. It's what I was I, expecting to happen. Just I think we did that earlier. What did we, we do? Talk to his own shell. The shell came, came back and killed you? Probably. Uh. I keep jumping over that thing or something at the end of the level somewhere. Damn it! Got so. There's the, uh. Visual novel's the only one that really comes to mind for, like, truly overrated. I feel like lots of genres go through a time when they get popular, and then every company is like, oh, we need to make a game, no matter what the game is, like, we need it to have this element, like, right. back when multiplayer shooters were a creation, like, every game needs to have multiplayer shooting elements. Let's take the low-hanging fruit. I think Battle Royales are very yeah. overrated and oversaturated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or it's like every game needs to be have a battle royale. You don't want a mode. battle royale version of Tetris or Mario? Oh, oh wait, those, those are like <laughs> distinct enough variations on the genre. I think mm -hmm. that they're inspired. Yeah, I mean, Fall Guys stands above it all. But right. Yeah. It's too much battle royale shooters. It, in but it's none of that's means they're overrated, it just means the market's oversaturated right now, and we right. need to wait until the next big thing comes along. Like, when everything was like a GTA clone, right? and before that, when everything was like a platformer. Everything was a Skyrim clone. Nice job. Yeah. I got the bullet bill. That was, that was a well-choreographed death. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? I feel only pain. <laughs> I'm trying to think of underrated genres that are it's genuinely underrated. Genre that no one can relate to, probably. What is it? All the fucking fishing minigames in all these games. I don't want to fucking fish in my games anymore. <laughs> is that a genre, or is that just like. I don't know, it's just a contractual shittiness. Good enough for me. Call it a subgenre. Yeah. Most of the time I like. Or it's self minigames. Stealth minigames. Uh, I would like fishing minigames if they were optional. Like, in Zelda, they're fine. Right. Usually. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather just dive into the water and hit it with my sword. <laughs> what is this, Minecraft? That would be nice. Yes, you can do that in Minecraft. <laughs> what is this, um, Zelda? Or, like, the, the stealth... I, the the mandatory that. stealth uh, section. Oh. Of an otherwise action-oriented game. Those are also terrible. Or the mandatory protection. Oh god, don't even put it in the Escort missions. Fortunately, those Inside fell by the wayside. Uh, but those are all like specific crappy mechanics in larger genres of games. So. Fetch quests are also pretty oversaturated, but I mean, they're, they're more or less the same regardless of what you do. Get a quest, uh, find an item, bring it backwards, and repeat. What about underrated genres? Because I was thinking of, like, adventure games as an underrated genre. Hmm. Due to how difficult it seemed to be to get them right. But how they seemed to be very good when they were done correctly. Well, mm. half the world seems to think adventures are just an excuse to tell someone a predictable story. That's not an adventure by my book. Mm-hmm. I think they, uh... Um... They're, like, 
comedy-esque type game, satirical games like Destroy All Humans. Pretty underrated. Oh yeah, that was one of those games where I looked at it, I thought, that looks interesting, and then I never played it. <laughs> or like, the Tony Hawk-style games. You don't see anything like that anymore. I actually was watching the other day, like, some new game coming out that's a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. Yeah, they're huh. remaking uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, so it's probably that. Yeah, that actually just came out today. Huh. Uh, to be honest, I, I think the reason that the Tony Hawk-style games died off is because nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, um... Like, now that Tony Hawk's, like, not an active member of any community anywhere. Mm. It's so just like... Twitter. I guess he has a Twitter. Uh. He's, he's just... He's an old dude. Still skates, even though... You know, no one really cares anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares about my sport anymore. Right. I mean, because they don't even advertise, like, live skateboarding competitions anymore, do they? Not that I don't honest. think so. Have bad walker. Then again, so. then again, I'm not in a circle that would see that. Right. <laughs> Look at all of us commenting on something we have no knowledge of. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's the problem with finding, like, an underrated genre, is we can be like, oh, here's a genre I love that I don't feel gets enough attention. But then, there's clear examples of, like, people still making games for it that, in, like, ways that it's still, like, loved. And, but, and it's usually very clearly, like, a niche that doesn't appeal to most of the gaming population. Right. Um, like, uh, like grand strategy games, they have their niche. They're made by like mm. a few com few companies, and they're usually pretty well loved. But then they're not for everybody. Well loved by the one thousand people who play them. Yeah. There's like or shit like Gary Grigsby's War in the West, where it's like, oh, you want to manage micromanage every aspect of one front of World War Two. Uh, we, and are you that very specific kind of person? You can go play that if you're insane enough to. Uh, and that, there's like 1% of people who are going to love that, and 99% of people who just don't have the fucking patience. What was that called? What? What was the game called? Gary Grigsby's War in the West. It's kind of a... I, I have it sitting on my Steam, and then I looked at... I, I just looked at the game and was intimidated by it. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that is a game similar to that, where they eventually just, like, automate certain things, when you're like, yes, yes, do the same thing we always do. Yeah. That, that game is, uh, so micromanagement-heavy from the beginning that... It's very user-unfriendly, I would say. You don't like micromanaging in games, or just doesn't seem like it is worth it at that point? 
think yeah. when micromanaging feels redundant to the uh, gameplay is pretty smooth. Because mm -hmm. you're like, I've already gone through this, what I'm doing right now doesn't really matter if it just does the same thing, I just did it every turn. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. Bulldoze this one building to build this other building and then swap it back and forth every ten turns, but why would I waste time doing that? It's not fun. Unless you're like playing on ultra hard difficulty where that extra boost matters. It's kind of like uh, if you're playing Skyrim, that's a well known game. And you're like, why should I fuck around with the food buffs if they're if I, they're not necessary for doing 99.9% .9 of the content? Yeah. <laughs> well, I always just ran out of potion and ate a shitload of food. Yeah. That, that, that was my reason for eating food in that game. Yeah, but uh, trying to kill me. Another game, I think, it falls under the genre of I would call it underrated, but it's really just a niche game. Is like the automation game, like uh, like Nick, I know you would you would mention Factorio in this, which is yeah, has at least automation aspects. You just automate all the micromanaging things. Uh. And the game I was thinking of was, like, Magnum Opus, which is a game where you play an alchemist who creates, like, a machine that puts, uh, that puts elements together, uh, to form certain concoctions. That's more like a puzzle game. But you build a machine that... Yeah, it's, it's like an open-ended puzzle game, basically. And I'm like, those are actually really cool. But so far as I know, Zactronics is the only company guy who really does that. Uh, who like really focuses on that. And it's a very, and although I like it, it's a very niche thing. It's like meant to appeal to programmer brains, I think. So, things. I'll just put it. I'll just. I don't think. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair straight to that. But yeah, I would highly recommend Factorio to anyone who hasn't played it. That wasn't fair. Wow. I got stuck in the thing. It, it just kept, like, shoving me further in. I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> Not uh, that. Let me dodge the sock. Actually, very good. And I got a music note. I don't, I don't know what the hell that does. It puts the wandering monsters to sleep so you can walk past them. That would be convenient. Uh, can anyone else think of a genre that's underrated? That doesn't meet the criteria of I think it's underrated, but it's actually just niche. Not a ton of steampunk uh, games. Uh, Zelda. But, like, I, I guess Zelda it's hard. Love. What was that, Crow? I said Zelda. I think Zelda needs more love. Zelda does need more <laughs> love. Zelda is you so kidding good. Me? <laughs> Any kidding amount me? of love for Zelda is not enough. It deserves more. No way. Um, I, th I think the Zelda genre is overrated. You're overrated. <laughs> Fair, but that doesn't rebuke my point. Uh, that wasn't even a point. That was just a statement. I mean, what he landed on was a point. It it 
It was very pointy. Mario's ass can tell you about it. Uh, like, again, steampunk is like more of an aesthetic. And I'm, I'm thinking of like Steamworks of Arcana of Magic Obscura. Let me see if I got the name of that game right. Uh, Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura was an old RPG that took place in a steampunk universe. Hmm. Uh, that was apparently very well regarded at the time. I remember playing a demo from Sierra back before Sierra bit the dust. Sierra. Being like, what, this game is too hard. I tried to fight an ogre and his halfling handler, and then they killed me because I'm level one, and what is this? <laughs> Sierra games. Yeah. But it was it was an Western style RPG that uh, where you were in an airship's uh, maiden voyage, and then it got attacked by I think orc like World War One style pilots got shot down, and you were the only survivor. It was yeah, it was it was an interesting kind of game. Yeah, steampunk is also a kind of a thing that it's kind of hard to say it's underrated when everybody's favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Oh, I've known a lot of people who really like seven. That's true. But you know, if it's not seven, it's six. Like most yeah. of the time. Their second favorite was ten. I would say six is probably. Probably the better the Final Fantasies. For me, it's the people I know. They're like I either like six or I liked four. I like some four people. better than six. And I never played four, so I don't have room to judge. Oh, there you. I never played four or six. How can you be on a gaming podcast? You'll have to drink for that. Speaking of which, Nick, what because are you Because I literally write tabletop thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which. So, Nick, what you drinking? Uh, so I was drinking yesterday, and I intend to drink the day after tomorrow, so I'm on a bit of a sobriety break. You bastard. Well, we you know the rules that if there's a guest on the podcast that doesn't drink, that means I just have to drink more. So, uh, I'm drinking more in sympathy. Run away from sympathy this ghost, drink. and then I will take another shot of Kraken. Just for you. Should I, should I make shot another spam shot glass? Here, I'll stick my Do you want to make another spam shot glass? I, mean, I still have this spam. Is that... That is a cube of spam, yes. Yeah. Roughly cubic. Disgusting. And I'm gonna put That's what I in. thought, but he's apparently happy to do it again. Yeah. Don't spill. He seems to be enjoying himself. Try not to spill this time. If I spill, I have to it's drink like, it. It's like two things that don't belong together. Rum and spam? It totally works. Granted, totally not works. a lot belongs with spam. <clears throat> Especially not spam. That's how to take a shot. Mm. Yeah, sweet, spicy, and savory, and 
all at the same time. I'm salty. Jesus. Drop my controller. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Fuck. <laughs> Dying a fire. A little red shit. I'd rather jump on this Bowser's nugget. Fuck! How did that miss? <laughs> Damn it! He punched you. He punched you in the butt. Yeah. Alright, anything else to say for this? Uh, no. Colonization games need more love. I just, uh, all I put. All I have to say to this is an image that I posted in the chat that the general public will probably never see. Well, you know what? There is a there is an alt tab for a reason. So, here is your image. Erg. Thwomp. Nice. So zoom that in for you. For your viewing pleasure. <laughs> nice. There. I'm pretty sure the general public still won't see it because the general public doesn't watch my podcast, do they? Well, probably. Anybody who watches your podcast will be able to, you know, watch it here on YouTube. Not on those other places. Has anybody ever eaten a spam full of rum other than me? Uh, probably the guy who posted the picture. Yeah, guess, probably yeah. just that guy and you. Yeah, I, I, I wondered if he uh, posted it and... Uh, I wondered if he drank out of it or if he if he just nommed on it like me. Guess it's good either way. Alright, so anyways, uh, I've been Sean Michael Patrick Thompson, as all you is your slightly distracted host, because I uh, I did a thing and now I can play Super Mario Brothers on the uh, on the <laughs> podcast. So um, sorry for any weird distractions, as I'm getting used to my wacky-ass setup. I actually have three monitors here to accommodate it right now. Uh, so it's a little weird, and I was distracted even setting it up because it took me a second because something was going wrong with my computer, and I only actually got it turned on about ten minutes before we started <laughs> recording the podcast. So, lots of fun things going on in PC world, right? So, um... Anyways, uh, of course, I've been joined by my lovely and swarthy co-host, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris, terrified screeching on it. Uh, instead of, uh, let's see, instead of plugging myself, I'm just going to totally forget what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I started, I also started playing Papers, Please. Oh Yeah. Instead of plugging myself, we'll say, I also stayed, started playing Papers, Please. And Instead of plugging man, myself, I'm seven let's cycle back. Yeah, I'm seven years late to the game, but, uh, yeah, it was still enjoyable. That's and okay, I'm a bit late to Undertale, and that's the other thing I forgot to say I played, because last week, uh, Chris, um, couldn't make it to the podcast, so, uh, instead I did a little live stream of myself playing Undertale, so check that out on the Drink to the Past YouTube channel. And I also replayed another playthrough of Disco Elysium which is still amazing. So, yeah. Is it more Disco or more Elysium? What's the ratio? Uh, well, it, it's pretty even. All it's right. a pretty even ratio of Disco to Elysium. All right. Like, you're pretty Disco, and the world's pretty Elysium. Well advertised. Appropriately named. All right. I and we've got recommend. our special guest, Crow. I am Crowbird Kennet. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube and Two Guys Playing Zelda. I write, well, I haven't written anything for them in ages. Um, but I also have a group channel called The Four Players that's been pretty active lately. I just put up a, uh, 
uh, highlights reel of some funny moments from Sea of Thieves, in fact. It is pretty funny, and you guys should give it a watch. It's the four dash players. That's I dig the point. Four, not four. Right? Exactly. The this number four, not four! This guy gets it. Anybody that eats spam full of rum will get it. <laughs> it's a very exclusive club. Membership <laughs> two. And of course, we're joined by our inexplicable joinee Nick. <laughs> joinee. Yeah, you're a joinee. Or, or, I have a title. Or I guess, are we the join ease and you're the join er? Well, that would imply that I'm the main character, which is a uh, assessment that I. Okay, reject. Nick, the inexplicable and innocuous NPC Brown. <laughs> Wait, no, you don't have to be an NPC in order to be a side character. You can be a sporting cast. Yeah. Sporting cast sounds good. Yes, star. Or you could be the villain. What if Nick's what the villain oil. on our podcast? Wow. Anyone who, who wants to relegate themselves to NPC hood is probably not the villain. Eh. Not fair. I'm the old man on the hill who throws things at the protagonist to guide him on his journey. The protagonist <laughs> doesn't always like it. Nice. But it's dangerous to go alone, duck. <laughs> <laughs> duck, there's a duck over there. Honk. Let me throw a rock at him while he's looking the wrong way. <laughs> Just hope the ducks don't act like the cuckoos. Alright, and now we've come to the part of the podcast where we just talk about inane bullshit until somebody says something really, really awkward or strange. So, I think Disco Elysium has the right way of doing skill checks because you can fail a skill check and get a better outcome than if you succeeded it. But sometimes you really don't want to fill skill checks because if you do, you accidentally call your police partner a racial slur and then he leaves for the day because he's hurt by it. Wow. Yeah. I down for something like that in uh, Dead by Daylight. I mean, maybe not the racial slur part. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know. Are you down for racial slurs in Dead by Daylight? What the fuck, Crow? <laughs> uh, you mean something where you're able to yell shit at your allies <laughs> because yeah. they're in, doing stupid in, shit instead of the gen exploding you just yell out to the killer see <laughs> whenever the gen explodes and you're not on voice comms you just let go of the gen and you point at them and then you get back to work <laughs> you don't yell anything you just scream innately you just go oh my god stop making the generator explode and then you miss your skill check and like and then it just goes on loop <laughs> Yeah. It's a shame the game doesn't detect your microphone input. Yeah. <laughs> like, broadcast it. So apparently Friday the 13th game had a local voice chat, so that the closer you, you were to somebody, the more the voice came in. Uh, so you could just see someone scream, you could just hear someone's screams fade as they ran away from him. They had that all the way back in, like, Halo 2. Yeah. yeah. That would be. I would have so much fun fucking with people of just, you know, you're out in the forest trying to figure out where to go, and all of a sudden you hear in the distance. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how I made that noise, and I don't think I could do it again. You could have cut the fuck <laughs> that noise. I would have. 
Would have been a happy man. <laughs> uh. That sounded like a very, very ungreased hinge <laughs> mixed with it. <laughs> If you've stuck with us this long, you have successfully watched me eat an entire half can of spam. Oh, that's horrible. That's, that's pretty gross. Probably not good for you. You're only supposed to have like one slice a day, preferably on a sandwich. You mean calorie-wise? I, mean, I used like, the other half of the can yesterday to make pizza. It was pretty good. Okay, that works. You can make a pizza with spam. Mm -hmm. Just cut one of his veins open and spam like cauliflowers out from it. <laughs> oh. That that was an image I didn't need. <laughs> I feel like uh, I should have cut the podcast off there, but I didn't think of it. Cauliflowers. What a word. <laughs> you didn't know like cauliflower, cauliflower was a verb, did you? No. But it, it made sense. You've heard of cauliflower ears. <laughs> you know the heard exact imagery we're going for, too. <laughs> now get ready for rabbit dick. Well, at first I was like, why is spam and cauliflower flying out of his... Oh, it's the spam cauliflower ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I feel like somehow we can work in a joke about deflowering via cauliflower and spam. Jesus. <laughs>